Hi, welcome back to Coffee, Beans, and Books. I'm Kate. And I'm Caitlin. We recorded our last podcast all the way back in February. And now it's June. Oops. But in our defense, it's been really chaotic. Even though school moved to being online, I had so much work that I had to do. Me too. I had three AP exams, and we finally finished school last week, so we knew it was the perfect time to get coffee, beans, and books going again. Hopefully, we can continue to do it on a more consistent basis. So in our last podcast, we started to read Ernest Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises. But since it has been such a long time, we decided to start a new book. So today we are going to be talking about Josh Mallerman's Bird Box. Yes. Most of you have probably heard of it because Netflix made it into a movie a few years ago with Sandra Bullock. We wanted to choose a book that connected to the coronavirus pandemic, but was also extremely entertaining. And this book was definitely entertaining. I haven't read a book that I couldn't put down in a long time, and I finished this book in about two days. Same. I couldn't get enough of this book. We have a lot to talk about, but before I forget, what kind of coffee are you drinking today, Kate? So, um, over quarantine, I kind of decided that I snack way too much, you know? So, So I've been on keto for, like, I don't know, like a week. And so, I have, like, decaf coffee because apparently caffeine, like, stunts ketosis or something. So, decaf coffee and cream and almond milk and, um cinnamon so yeah kind of funky but yeah that sounds good my cousin has been on keto for over a year whoa that's dedication i know it's crazy and he's like his health is so improved yeah i mean it hasn't been too bad because you can still eat like cheese like you're supposed to eat it's high fat so you can eat a lot of cheese and meat and stuff which is mostly what i eat anyway so it's just kind of hard to not eat bread and like chips and stuff. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm drinking in my dog lover coffee mug. I'm drinking um, Green Mountain Light Roast, which is what I drink black every day. I This is my third cup. I drink it every single day for like two years. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. And donuts decaf from the Keurig, of course. Oh, yes my Keurig I have a Keurig too okay so what did you think about the book overall um I thought so overall I thought the book was really good like really entertaining um uh I thought it was like it's kind of terrifying though at the same time because there are a lot of parallels to what's going on right now I guess quarantine is kind of ending but there were, it's like, you know, they're stuck in their house and um, everyone's freaking out and no one knows what to do. But obviously there are situations a lot more, uh, it's a lot scarier because um, they don't really like know what's going on. They can't even look outside. Like going on walks was like the only thing keeping me sane during quarantine, you know? Same. What about you? I actually read it in one sitting which was like a lot for me because I haven't done that in a while. But yeah. um, it was a really good size and it was super compelling read. 
so like you were able to do that and like you said you're in two days like it's such a good read um but I thought there was a lot of parallels between uh coronavirus and this well coronavirus is much less serious I know it's still so serious for the people who are affected and our whole country and economy and healthcare and everything about that but like you can't deny that like this is about like committing suicide by looking at things and it was crazy but one thing I noticed was like you know like the skepticism when he talks when they talk about like Frank and Don and Gary and like the skepticism behind everything and like the news and like they talk about like CNN and MSNBC and stuff and like we like have gone through people like denying that coronavirus is bad is like that bad or some people freaking out like so I think that is a similarity between the two yeah I was just thinking like at least we can watch tv watch the news like people have kind of some idea of what is going on with coronavirus. Like, obviously there's no cure yet or no vaccine yet, but um, like in Bird Box, they really have no idea what's going on. And like, there's no one there to like, tell them everything's going to be okay. Like the no, like where even is the government? Like, yeah. Oh, dad, probably. That was the thing is like, it focuses so much on like Mallory's experience and just in her house, like just a little microcosm of the, like the world going around, like going on around them. So like you'd never really get a full explanation for why, what like authorities are doing about it and um, like what the cause of everything is. Yeah. Well, in that, like, when, so they would say that they're little creatures, uh, like, if they looked at the creature, then that would cause them, like, drive them to commit suicide. So when I was reading it, I would just kind of visualize, like, little kind of microscopic things that you couldn't see that were just kind of there. Because then, like, in the movie, they're, like, huge, but they don't actually ever show them. But in the movie, like, these big looming things yeah so that's so funny because I pictured it like um what are they called like in Harry Potter the flying things that he has to go like expecto patronum to I forgot what they're called but oh I wish I I forget I totally forgot but that's what I pictured them as like the flying like things in like a black cape and like really scary and big and huge I mean I guess more sense but like if they like I don't know they were just so confuzzled by them (laughs) that I thought that they were just like so tiny and like yeah I feel like it's kind of obvious if they're so big I know and like when Olympia is giving birth Mm -hmm. she Um, she sees a creature and she's like you're so beautiful like how beautiful yeah that was terrifying that's so creepy I know that like what did you think about how like Josh Ballerman centered it around like a pregnant woman and like a mother yeah I thought that was smart because it also goes into just like how a mother is willing to do anything for her children which I think is totally true. Like 
my mom and like your mom too like yeah. they would do anything for us so I think that like you can I think a lot of people can connect to that like obviously this book was not written during the coronavirus so people you know like had no like no idea like what that would be like whereas now we can connect with that aspect of it a little bit more but I think at the time of when it was written like that aspect of like being a mom or you know having like a mom that would do anything for you like people can connect to that you know yeah I agree and it was I, I feel like it made it even more terrifying too like yeah. when I liked how he put it where like you switch between when Mallory is living in the house with those people um she, he switches between that and then when she's on the yeah, river yeah. I liked how it goes back and forth yeah I thought that was really cool um and it kind of built up the suspense too mm-hmm. about them like getting to that like school for the blind I cried when they, she was, I cried when, like, it said, like, school for the blind. Like, they're finally, like, at peace. No. It's kind of, like, a cool thing, too, because it's, like, that, um, the, what, those creatures or whatever, like, just that whole thing, it allowed for, like, blind, it gave, like, blind people an environment to thrive in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, in like now like blind people are at like an advantage at, at a, not an advantage at a disadvantage yeah compared to able to see whereas in that um situation that they were like put at an advantage which i thought was interesting yeah i also thought like like it's a really like profound book too because it talks about really like human nature because like Frank and Gary and Don, like the skeptics and like those conspiracists and stuff of the book. Was Frank the guy that uh, Gary lived with before? Okay. Yeah. And Frank was the guy, like Gary had Frank's, Frank's notebook. We don't actually know if it was Frank's notebook or not because Mallory is like, why does Gary have Frank's notebook? in his briefcase if he said because Gary told the whole house that Frank took his notebook with him when he left yeah that was so sketchy like right from the beginning I was like Gary is not of ten good yeah I feel like at that like he also came so much later than everybody else did like they were already had been locked up in that house for so long so it just seems really sketchy that a guy had been able to survive like by himself living in a tent. Wasn't he living in the tent on the street? Yeah, then, but he said that he could see the creatures. Right. Yeah, that too. It's just like, hmm. I know. What I'm thinking is I feel like the novel, and I remember the movie, like this being a little bit more obvious with the movie, it was a little bit more obvious that, like, the creatures affect people who, like, affect people on a diff who have different, like, mindsets. Yeah, right. The more, like, insane people are not affected, but the more, the like, sane people are mm-hmm. really affected. Right, right. Which is something 
I'm not sure, like, why? Do you have any, like... Why the already insane people are okay? Yeah. I think it it must just, like, maybe the way that the creature, like, messes with your mind, it, like, changes your mind to a a certain, like, state, whereas, like, maybe the insane people, their mind is already, like, changed to the way that the creature would have changed it to. Yeah. Would be my guess, but I don't know, because also, they just talked about how the creature, like, they can't comprehend what its capabilities are, so I guess there's really no way to know. Yeah. So what was going through your mind when like Mallory and Olympia were giving birth and then like nobody was there to help them? Like they were by themselves giving birth. I was like, what? Why would you leave them alone? Well, I think like Josh Mallerman did a really good job of like writing. Josh Mallerman was able to really show when in like the giving birth scene, um, like, Mallory's state of mind was really, like, confused and fuzzled because she was, like, in such, like, distress, and so that's why, like, it was pretty confusing to tell exactly what was going on, like, because she was, like, oh, they're there, I don't know if they're there, like, who's downstairs, is this person upstairs, like, she was very, like, not knowing what was going on, but that's the scene where, like, the creatures kill all of her housemates right for her that was so sad that was so awful and like also like olympia too i was just like so terrible like literally she had like seconds after having her baby and and then i was like oh gary like gary just caused so many issues yeah because so was Gary or Don the one that opened the drapes? Oh, because it was remember? Don. Don yeah, Gary Don to do that. Yeah. So when they sent Gary out of the house, when they thought they sent Gary out of the house, when they found out he had Frank's notebook, mm-hmm. Don actually put him downstairs in the cellar. And that's right. why Don was there for all those weeks. And then right. there he was, Frank, or Gary was able to, like, brainwash him, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was scary, and especially because Gary was, like, taunting Mallory when she was giving birth. Yeah, that was really disturbing. I know. Yeah, but so the thing about, like, Don bring, putting Gary in the cellar, and I thought it was weird that, like, they left him alone in the cellar for so long. Because they even talked about how it was possible that he could have, like, dug a hole through the cellar, like, dug up to outside, which is, like, I don't know. It seems weird that they would just leave him, leave him be for, like, weeks and weeks without really, like, talking to him at all. Especially since also their food supply was down there and Don was kind of on edge. I know. Like, situation was pretty sketchy. Yeah. Their whole division in the house started, as Mallory said, when Gary arrived. Right, right. Like they all, I feel like they all would have been fine and able to get through everything. And maybe even have all ended up at, like, this, the school for the blind if Gary had never come. Yeah, I agree with that, for sure. It's really sad. Yeah. 
Also, I want to talk about, because a lot of the time in the book, Mallory was talking about her parenting skills Mm -hmm. and how, like, she trained the kids so well. It was, like, they were able to hear anything. Right. Like, stuff that we would never think of hearing. Like, they could hear if she was smiling. Yeah. Which is crazy. What did you think about, like, all of her, like, parenting style and yeah well I mean in that environment like that's what you have to do you know like Mm -hmm. she remember she talked about like um blinding her kids like she almost painted like painted their eyes and so that they would blind. so I mean she was just like looking out for them and I think that you know that's what mothers do they just want the best for their kids so she had to be hard on them in order for them to survive and she wanted to give them hope for a better life. So I don't know. She's, I think thought she was a really good mom. Like even though she gave, even like she gave herself a hard time. She was like, and I'm a terrible mom. She's like, I'm not letting them go outside. Like they might never see the sun or the flowers or the trees or whatever. And yeah, but like, even though she wasn't letting them see that they couldn't, like she was doing it for their own good. And she just wanted to give them a better life beyond um, the only things that they knew so yeah I think it's um valuable to notice also that like she was she said a few times like am I letting them live a life that's like not worth living mm-hmm. like what's the point of all of this but it was really like awesome she was the one character I loved her character she always had like so much hope like, even if it got really, like, depressing and dark, she still had, like, that underlying, like, hope in her, which I think carried her through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing that it just made me, I just felt really bad for Mallory because, like, she had always kind of longed for, like, belonging and, like, a family, and she never really got that. Obviously, her kids, but, like, she never, like, got married and she lost her sister like god knows what happened to her parents like just like lost so many people and then there's kind of that underlying um uh like thing with uh her and tom but they never that and like tom dies so then it's like they can't really like explore their relationship at all but then in the movie it goes more into depth with tom and mallory and how they like fall in love with each other and stuff yeah I thought that was like I was kind of wondering like throughout reading the book like what Mallory really felt uh towards Tom because she Mm -hmm. would always like think about him and like what he would say I feel like it wasn't really explored that much when they were in the house Mm because like in the like on the river scenes when she's rowing she keeps like reminiscing about Tom and I'm like okay but he wasn't really that important to you like in the house like he didn't like I feel like Felix and like Jules and Don had like equal importance in the house yeah so maybe there were things that happened that they just kind of brushed or something or I feel like she, she doesn't like to be like vulnerable like, she always has to be strong. So maybe, like, if 
she didn't like want to like reveal her feelings because she just has to like always put on this like tough persona kind of yeah and I feel like also like when you're in such a stressful like life and death situation you're gonna kind of put like relationships aside and like yeah and especially because she knows his backstory too of like his daughter committing suicide yeah she's just so sad and yeah that really struck me especially since I forget what exactly the situation oh because didn't his wife die yeah in childbirth I think oh right okay so then he was kind of like um saying that he didn't know if the his daughter would died because like she saw a creature or if it was because she actually was committing suicide which like as a parent I'm sure is like that's so hard because you don't know what was going through the mind of your kid and you also don't know then like could I have saved her and like you would just feel like so guilty even though like there wasn't really anything you could have done to prevent it I know that's really sad like and also I the whole time I feel like why like this is such a like a dark topic and like really sensitive topic but like why was suicide like the pandemic you know like maybe that touched on like like human nature and like psychology I don't know yeah that hmm I don't know because like what drove them like I think it's interesting how we never know exactly how the creatures are able to like persuade humans to do this true like and like well then if you connect it to like suicide you never really know what's going on in the heads of people who committed suicide wow that's I know it's a good connection I know so I guess like a commentary on like depression and that kind of thing and just being more aware of what people are feeling because people like and with like who commit suicide you know like you don't even know like you wouldn't even suspect it so I guess it's same like with this pandemic thing you wouldn't expect people to be like it's all just so confusing like nobody Mm -hmm. uh, like you never know the next person that's gonna die yeah and i just also what i was wondering too because in the book i think they said like when creatures like do they even know that they're killing humans or are they like actually like good and like are just like lost on earth and don't belong here yeah they talked about that too like Maybe they're like aliens or something. It's so yeah, weird. It is weird. It's just a weird, it's a weird concept. Yeah. But, so why do you think that he titled it Bird Box? Well, you know, like, like warn of people coming and everything. Okay, sorry, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when they got the bird box when they were out looking for dogs for um seeing eye dogs and they found the bird box to warn them um if like any creature was near them but so i feel like it's like a two like a two-sided 
meaning of the title. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But like one side, it's like they had the bird box, which was their alarm system against these creatures. Like they needed this for protection against death. But on the other side, Mallory says like she feels like she's one of those birds, like stuck. Like, and she said, I remember in one passage, she was like, once I get out of this bird box, am I going to, this box, am I going to be in another and then another and then another? Like, are humans always like trapped? I feel like. True. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so want to like start talking about the movie? Sure. I haven't seen the movie in like a while. Okay, well, I can brush you up because I watched it last night. You did? So I've seen the movie before. So I watched it with my mother. Because I, I honestly, I was like a little freaked out because I thought it was going to be really violent. Like, I don't know, like, there's just so many violent images that come up in the book. So I was just like, eh. But anyway, I don't do well with that kind of stuff. But it wasn't really like, it was like violent, but like, no, it was. I don't know. It was like I could handle it, which I yeah. kind of, if you know me. <laughs> but, um, like anyway, so um, there were. I thought that the movie was like it was a lot different from the book. Yeah. Like the house that they lived in. I in the book, I thought that the I just imagined the house to be kind of like dingy and small, and they always talked about how they didn't have enough room, like how they didn't have enough beds and stuff. But in the movie, the house is, like, huge. Yeah. It's super nice. And there's also, like, more people, I feel like, in the, in the movie. I know. And, like, I, I don't remember. I'm going to have to watch. I'm going to watch it tonight again because I don't remember. But, like, what's Jules in the movie and, like, his dog, Victor? Dogs. What? No dogs in the movie. Yeah, which I liked because it was so sad. Like, yeah. how the dogs had to deal with all of it. And then Victor got, like... Yeah, he I committed... Got, he saw a creature. Yeah. Which I I was kind of confused then in the book. Going back to the book, kind of jumping around a lot. But um, when... So when Tom and, like, uh, Jules, was Jules, they went to go um to Tom's house and they took the dogs with them and it was like how far was it wasn't it like two two miles or like five miles three miles they couldn't um like they didn't know if the dogs could be affected or not but they were able to make it all the way there without anything happening so I thought that weird that the dogs nothing happened to the dogs while they were um going to Tom's house yeah, but then when Victor is in the bar with Mallory to get the mm-hmm. amplifiers and microphones, and then he, like, I couldn't, I had to, like, skip over that part a little bit, because I don't do well with animals dying or being, like, hurt at all, mm-hmm. but, like, I kind of read it, and it was, like, he started, like, chewing himself and, like, going, yeah. like, rabid. Is that, like, yeah. Okay. The other thing was like how they were committing suicide is like, uh, like I know how, eating each other's faces and like how could one do that like how do you know. how is that even possible I guess yeah. if you you probably could but like even if you just think about like biting off your finger 
Like, how do you do that? Yeah, it's, like, just... oh. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, it's so amazing how, like, the creatures, like, would be able to fully convince you to harm yourself in the most disgusting, like, horrific, painful ways. Like, how is something, like, there must, it must be, like, so great that your entire, like, fight or flight adrenaline is all gone right yeah your brain just like numb i don't know man like i don't know is in your brain is there something that would like is there a part of your brain that makes you want to kill somebody or kill yourself like is there there must be like something in your brain that does that and then maybe like it the thing the creature like shuts down everything except for like that one compartment of your brain and then I don't know. No, it's weird. I feel like it's more like supernatural, like some like meaning behind it, like almost like godlike or like demon or angel, even like I don't know, like saving humanity. Who knows? Yeah, I guess. But like, if you're what if you were going to say if God say God was going to save humanity, why would He do it in such a gruesome way? That exactly. So like. And what happens in Revelation? I don't know. I never read Revelation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but I feel like maybe something, I feel like Revelation is violent. So maybe this supposed, it's supposed to be like the end of the world. Yeah. Because remember all the birds start dying too when she's on the river? I don't know. It's weird. Um, there was a lot of talk about birds in the book, like not even just the bird box. Like, I feel like there was always like birds when they're on the river and stuff. I don't know. That was when all the birds were dying and then they were like, it's a bone. Like she goes, and then she was like, it's a bone. Okay. So I feel like this zoom is going to cut out soon. So maybe we should just. So talk about the movie a little bit more and then the book we're going to read next. Okay, okay. So the movie, I liked, I actually really liked the movie a lot. Um, It's just, it's a really good movie. Like I definitely recommend. And if, especially like if you want to read the book, like if you already saw the movie, it doesn't really, it kind of spoils, I guess, the book. But like there's a lot of stuff that happens in between that mm-hmm. is in the book that like doesn't happen in the movie. So. I don't know, I feel like it's pretty different, but... Yeah, um, and I feel like the writing in the book is, like, really good, too. Yeah, um, but in the movie, I especially liked how I kind of, like, said earlier, I really liked how Tom and um, Mallory were, like, together, because then they had family, and then she wasn't left alone, and she really felt, like, safe with Tom, and I was like, uh. So when Tom died, because then... So they do have the scene where um, Gary, like, reveals there's no Don character in the movie. It's just Gary. He Gary's the one who rips down all the, like, um, newspaper on the windows and stuff and, like, allows people to, like, see. Um, so, like, that whole scene happens when they're giving birth. But Tom then, like, saves the day and he still survives. Yeah. And it's not when Tom dies but, oh, when Tom dies it's so sad it's like you're more you like 
there's I feel like you fall in love with the characters a little bit more when you see them like in a movie like when you can put like a name to a face and also like kind of understand them a little bit better yeah yeah and also I feel like um both in the movie and the book you become like close to the characters because at the book it's like the very end of the book when like everything turns when like Dawn pulls down the drapes and like Gary goes crazy and stuff and they give birth like I I was reading the book and I'm like okay is it going to be in the middle are they going to give birth now and I'm like whoa it's all the way like at the very end yeah the movie definitely like it moves a lot faster I mean it is a movie so like obviously it's going to move a little bit faster but it's like a long movie it's like two hours yeah like they're they totally like I don't know, I feel like in the book, it takes a while for the um, creatures to, like, really kind of have a heavy influence on society. Like, it it happens pretty slowly. But in the book, or in the movie, it happens, like, right away. And yeah. everyone's freaking out, like, almost immediately. I know. I'm going to have to watch the movie again, like, right after this. Yeah. But, um, so what book are we going to read next? So, we have decided... To read the hate you give i believe angie thomas i think okay and yeah we will save every that whole discussion for our next because it's a big one right okay bye everybody oh my god bye thank you sorry it took so long for the people who are gonna watch <laughs> listen to this. thank you for listening we appreciate all our fans <laughs> <laughs> okay